The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, first ever Tuesday edition of Sports Cards Nonsense. Had the holiday yesterday, so we did not work. Jesse just turned his camera on. What is that? What is this a mask of, Jesse? What do you mean? Also, we need to get we need to get this video. I don't know if it has to be YouTube, but we need some clips of this. What is Describe what I'm looking at. I shaved my head. Uh, I figured I had a lot you of swim resistance. You shaved your head and you aged 20 years <laughs> since I saw you yesterday? I just, here's the thing. Sometimes, even though we're not on video, I think to myself, God, I wish we were on video. And I get on Amazon late at night and I start going through costume material. And this is what I end up with. This, this is, is what your 49% is buying you? This costumes? is one, one of the things. Don't you worry. I got a few. It's what really is it a exciting. picture? Is it just a generic thing? What is it? You have a, it's like a it's the crying baby, like an adult man baby looking. I, Your audio know. is horrible. I'll be honest with you. I don't <sighs> think it's worth it. Plus, I can't imagine the amount of sweat under that thing. Just I'm all, sorry, just, everyone. I'm oh, sorry for all go. the listeners who don't get to enjoy watch <laughs> watching me. Sweat in an old man mask and a little old baby Benjamin Button mask. All right, fine. Let's get the show started. It's a Tuesday. I figured let's jump in this. Let's just get wild. Let's get a little wild. Here's the thing. Tuesday shows are weird. You've had some good masks. That wasn't one of them. It's not your fault. I I disagree. I think it looks really good. doesn't look bad. Lack of energy today. I apologize. I'm chugging monster like nobody's business. I went back to the original, just a straight white, no sugar. Let's see how fast you can drink it. I'll talk while you drink. Go. Let's just chug this Go. thing right Come now. Come on. Why? Don't be weird about it. Hey, buddy. Hey, how was your weekend? Nationals officially on and will be at 100% capacity. I just saw that come across my Twitter stream. So 100% capacity. They said by June 11th or July 11th, whatever, sometime well before the show, it's going to be at 100% capacity in the... I wish I knew what that number was. Do we know like how many, how many people can fit in that thing? You've been to these things oh, before. It's tens, thousands. It's tens of thousands. It's a stupid mm. big place. Donald Stevens Arena is massive or whatever they call it. I don't know if it's called an arena. I don't really know what it is. Where do you want to start today? Here's the thing. I think you and I can go ahead and let the audience in on a little secret. We... Typically don't prepare a lot because we like it to be very natural. No prep today, though. There's almost no prep today. 
However, you can't tell we do have performance either. There's a there's a lot of high topic bullet points. We're like, that's a bullet point. That's one. I turned on my camera. Jesse turned off his camera and then came back on live with that goofy mask. <laughs> and then Perfect. that was about the prep that we had. I thought you were going to leave it off. I was going to say, I, I refuse to do a show without audio. I mean, without Can, video. Like, I, I'm not going to talk to a blank screen. No, you Some would say that's you what need... I'm doing when I speak to you, but it's not. It's not the <laughs> that's, case. That's a hurtful statement. Speaking of hurtful statements, can we go back? I want to clarify a statement I made because I'm really concerned. Real? Is this an apology? Wait a minute. This is an apology. What? Um, to to Mr. Richard Simmons. Um, okay, hold on. If this is an actual apology, Spotify. If this is a real apology, you can't preface it Richard Simmons. You have to. You have to say his real name. You donkey. No, I won't do that. What is this? I made a comment that I said in jest that one day we will be big enough to be on XM radio. Spotify blows XM radio out of the water, by the way. I agree with that. I got statement. a text message at like 10 o'clock that night. From However, <laughs> apparently that is that was a comment that was not taken as well. And I just want to clarify. I told you it was a joke. He made he joked about it. You know what? I don't know if it was a joke because last I heard. He hated my guts, and it's all because of Bitcoin, and that's your fault. You said, "Can we also clarify that point?" I never said anybody buy Bitcoin or Ethereum. I said buy Dogecoin. You talked me into buying Ethereum. I'm glad we're starting off with the really relevant topics. I got a message at seven o'clock last Thursday, right after the Christopher. Well, not right after. Yeah. Well, hours. you told me, and it freaked me. When out. we get our Sirius XM studio. This is from Bill to me and Chris. Iconic stuff from Jesse. He's on the Lakers and wants to play for the Timberwolves. <laughs> Jesse's Jesse's big dream is taking 17 steps backwards. <laughs> Why is that? He likes you. Good for you. Then he they went on. Then they both just teamed up with me. We're like, Trey Young's great. Whatever. Trey Young prices. Are we gonna talk about Trey Young today? What? I don't, we talk about something. We got. Another we got to talk about. Let's just get like into that. the big picture. Is there a big big picture? picture. NBA playoffs. We're breaking this up soon, too. Thursday's show, we're talking about any... I know it's the middle of the NBA playoffs. We're not doing NBA talk to start the next show. Like okay. for the big picture. I, we do it every week, which I, I guess we That's have fair. To. Baseball is still... There's some intriguing storylines, but there's nothing, like, crazy. So, I mean, I guess we have to do a lot of NBA. Tatis, by the way, is, like, the most talented and actually has... I, I love that kid. I, you, will, you will not convince me otherwise. He's phenomenal, and he actually has some attitude. Like the only player who's enjoyable to watch in the whole league. I'm so glad you said that because that Tatis card is really, it just mocks me every time I look at it. Uh, so. Real quick, before we get into big picture. I already said big just, picture. We've had 13 minutes in. of babbling already. What is okay. the Phil Mickelson value right now? What? I do <laughs> want to know because people had asked, hey, is it going to stay at 300? My prediction was it settled like 150 to 200. What? Where's it at right now? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, I keep it up. I actually keep the tab up just constantly because I do, do like really? to check it. Yeah. Um, last sold uh, yesterday, 165. It's come down. It's right come the, down right quite in the a range bit. of my prediction. Okay, interesting. To go along with the rest of the bubble bursting and the whole world falling apart. Uh, um, that's Bunch the PSA nine to clarify yeah. anybody wondering. So, all right, big picture. Can't <laughs> Can do it. Just, Ronick, when we hit 45 minutes contractually, when we hit that mark, you just you come on here and start yelling. Just, just hey, actually, where it. is Ronick? Ronick, what is it. wrong with your Knicks? My Knicks, uh, oh. they got a bit exposed. That's all I'll say. Yeah, Derek Rose, though, I think we can both agree. Derek Rose has been a star of that. That's not true. Trey Young's been the star. Rose is incredible, but they need to not start him. That's yes. been, that's been screwing stuff up. So 
Also, what is it? Julius Randle at times is just looks like he doesn't belong in the NBA. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They have a good plan for him defensively, but I, I also think he it's his first playoff series ever. And he's just kind of a deer in the headlights. You know, it's not good. You'll be happy to know Jesse took the Hawks in that series. In I case did. You were wondering. Was I the only one who took the Hawks in that series? All right. Winner, it's not going to say. I just, just want to know if that was. The How's case? your Phil Mickelson card doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesse's actually looking in pretty good shape. We all had the Bucks. Jesse took Dallas. So the Bucks series, here's the only thing that's weird about the Bucks series to me is that, well, first of all, I thought Miami would win some games. Bam and, and Hero just did not show up the whole series. That was just strange. I thought they'd have one or two games where they would ball out. Nothing. Uh, Kendrick Nunn played well, but I don't know if that's somebody you need to invest in offseason. I've got I, his I Top Shot card. It's doing really good. We're going to talk about Top Shot. <laughs> so that series obviously over. Milwaukee swept. They are moving on. I got the bracket up here because I don't ever remember who's playing. Oh, Milwaukee will play the Nets when the Nets beat. I think they're playing the Celtics tonight. They'll finish that series off. Do you have any hard feelings about the Celtics losing right now or being behind, I should say? No, I had no. When, when Jalen Brown went out, I was like, well, they're not going to win it. First of all, they weren't coming out of the East. If Jalen Brown's healthy, I think they beat. The, uh, the I think they beat the Nets one or two games this series. They already won one. They maybe win a second game. But I, the Nets are just so good offensively. When they want to score, they're ridiculous. Like I watched the other night. The Celtics would pull within like 15, and then KD would just take like two 35-foot jumpers in a row. His release point is 11 feet off the ground. Like Oh, I think Nets win the whole thing, just to clarify. I tell you, the Nets-Bucks series. So... There has been a lot of talk, too. Hey, how come Durant prices haven't moved with the Nets doing this? Same thing we said a week ago. I don't think they're going to move. Maybe next series, if they really go in and have just a, a crazy headline, like awesome game, drag out battle with the Bucks. But what's weird is Giannis prices are way down, too. The Giannis hoops card I bought at the show for 600 is like 450 to 500 bucks right now. His hoops rookie PSA 10. Really? The market's just soft. I don't know. It just is what it is. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a ton of like great buy recommendations today because I think I'd like to see where things settle. I think baseball is the one sport that is the safest right now. Like Acuna Not stuff. Football? No, because I think football, there's going to be, there's all this buildup until the season comes and then we're going to see some things drop off, especially once guys take the field. Okay. But baseball, we're in that low. Like people are excited about football because they're trying to get in early. Everybody's following the NBA and like Acuna stuff is like way down. So I think Acuna, Tatis, good buys. Soto's been slumping, not even really slumping, slumping for how good he is. I think there's a lot of good buys in the MLB. I think the Red Sox guys. Vlad was going up for a little Vlad bit. Vlad was going up, but not, not where he should based on performance. And yeah. I was messaging uh, Steve Peralta. My first message was, I don't even know if you have my numbers saved, which is always <laughs> a fun conversation. But like Bobby Dahlbeck's finally raking a little bit. Devers is playing really well. I think we'll start to see the baseball movement the minute the NBA playoffs are done. I just think that's taking so much attention away. But, oh uh, yeah, so that's weird. Giannis stuff being that cheap after sweeping yeah. the heat is strange. Have you been checking Jaws stuff? That's what I wanted to get. I'm, I'm very curious. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I sold some Jaw cards today. They're down 3-1, despite what Papa Vernon said. I they know. would not lose one at home. Oof. Man, that Utah team shoots lights out. They're so stupid good, it annoys me. I mean, I, I, I have to think... So who does Utah play? Utah would play the 4-5 out west. So they'll play the winners of the Clippers and Mavericks. Which, that's going to be the Mavs, baby. You hope so. That's 2-2. That's a weird series. If Luka loses that, not good for his cards. I thought if they could beat the Clippers, they had a shot against the Jazz. Jazz are really good. Mike Conley is so good, has zero hobby impact, so I wouldn't waste time with him. 
Um, Rudy Gobert, same thing. Super talented, awesome on the floor. I think Spider. Donovan Mitchell, I think, is the one guy, which we've been talking about how he's too too cheap anyways. I think he's one guy who you will see spike if they get to the Western Conference Finals. He is one of the biggest movers. I think it's going to be very selective, though. I thought a few weeks ago, everybody winning a series or two at the beginning would help. Now I think it's going to be a very selective spike. The only thing with uh, Donovan is just like, I haven't seen, I've been thinking Spida, whatever. Um, You haven't seen him go off like for more than, I think 30 points was the most he's had in a game or something so far. Yeah, but he he takes over. He's also coming back from the ankle. And late in games, it's like, he just takes over. He's so good late, it's ridiculous. He makes it look effortless too when he scores. And then Conley, every time the, the Grizzly kept Grizzlies kept getting close, Conley would hit a, like a step back three. He, he's clutch. That's what we call a clutch player. So just like guys who I think are going to move out west, I think we'll see Mitchell start to move if they get past the second round. Okay. Um, you know, the Clippers-Mavs series, not a lot of movement for any player in that series. Luka stuff had moved up a little bit after the first two wins. You lose two in a row after that, and he's not fully healthy now. I don't think guys are going to be buying it anymore in Luka. So I think honestly, if you believe the Clips are just going to finish off that series and win four to two, maybe four to three, not the worst thing to sell Luca stuff now and free up the money going into the offseason for him, honestly. So so realistically speaking, yep. any games anybody plays right now is probably not going to do much to their value. I think the only thing we'll see value-wise is negatives. Like I think if we see the Clippers, well, that's 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 tied two to two. What's a better example? If we see the Grizzlies lose. I don't know if they're playing tomorrow night or if they are playing. I think they play tonight. Or, no, 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 they well, played last night, so they're not playing tonight. So it'll either be tomorrow, tomorrow or Thursday. Tomorrow, eight thirty. So when's it? So like, if you see them get eliminated, I think the biggest impact from that game would be not Jonathan Mitchell prices going up from the win. I think the biggest um, difference in price the next day would be uh, John Morant prices coming down. I okay. actually sold a Prism PSA ten today for two sixty five. I thought, you know what? I've got a stack of stuff. I'm going to move some stuff off slowly. I sold that, and I sold a bunch of just lower grade, either lower graded or just cheaper brand gems in the Facebook group as well. I thought, just in case, I don't want to be sitting on all this stuff. That was kind of my plan, although after game one, I thought maybe they get weird and win. Um, so you just sold one, or you sold a bunch? I sold seven just cheap cards for 275 oh, okay. for the lot. I sold one Prism PSA 10 for 270 or 265 I think. Um I don't think we see a lot of movement, though, honestly. I think the negative movement will be the biggest impact there. Clippers, Mavs, if the Mavs come back and win, Luka will be the biggest mover in a positive direction. But I don't think you'll see Kawhi prices drop anymore or Paul George. If the Either way, Luka's the only mover. If they beat the Clippers, it's up. If they lose offseason, I think we'll see him dip some. Uh, the 3-6 matchup, just to go through some of these real quick. Joker's another guy. I think we need to see Joker get to the Western Conference Finals before there's any movement. And the fact they got to play Lakers-Suns isn't great. Um, and then Lakers Suns, you know, Davis being injured. Do you have Anthony Davis news? Last I heard is they're not super like there was some useless quote, like they're not super positive that he's going to come back for game five, which I don't know what that does for anybody. He's not been ruled out, correct? Not official. It just says unlikely to play. Yeah, um, as not of good. Three hours ago. Le- I, I keep waiting for LeBron to be playoff LeBron and go crazy. And it hasn't really happened yet. Um, the one guy in that series I think could benefit the most but it won't be just off winning one series is Chris Paul. If Chris Paul could ever actually make a run, we had a lot of talk about that in the Facebook group and on Twitter this week. I'm sorry, guys were talking about him being underrated. He's not underrated. Most people consider him, I don't know, four, five, six best point guard of all time. He's never been to a finals. And then Are there's always a reason. underrated value-wise, though? I mean, again, is he underrated value-wise? He's a point guard who's never won a big series. 
Like, what am I supposed? How much value is he supposed to have? He sells okay. pretty well. I mean, I just they don't ever. Somebody mentioned the other day I take Chris Paul over Isaiah Thomas. I, I what? Are you <laughs> out of your head? Like, I don't. It's like saying I'm taller than Jesse. Just a ludicrous thought. That's not true. Isaiah very... Thomas market is too soft. That's a guy who should, but everybody dislikes him. Isaiah Thomas, though, in the scheme of things, all time, not even close above Chris Paul. Let's take a breath. When MJ, Larry, and Magic agree, he's the best point guard not named Magic. What are we talking about here? Anyways, um, in that series, I need the Lakers to go on a run because I've got some big-time LeBron rookie stuff that I don't want to see. <laughs> I bought that to hold longer term, but like long term sure. finals. I've been sitting on for months now anyways. All right, moving on. We're done with that series. Uh, let's go to the East real fast. Obviously, the Bucks are done. They're already in. Giannis is going to have to put up like 40 or 50 a game against the Nets like he did in the last couple of regular season games. I think there's a I think there is a scenario though where Giannis has monster stat lines and wins. I think they push the Nets 6 or 7. I did you not think? think that team would gel as well as they have. Here's the thing. They've got defense and the Nets don't. Giannis is great defensively. Drew Holiday is an unbelievable two guard defensively. In that 2 to 3 guard, he can guard 1 2 or 3 honestly. They're going to make it difficult for the Nets. I just think when the Nets play at their offensive clip that they can, they're unstoppable. They are just so good. It's ridiculous. So I think Giannis stuff, even if they don't win that series, I think there will be pockets along the next series. There'll be so much hype of Janice and KD that we'll see him spike, even though I think the Nets win the series. Uh, As far as the Nets guys, Nets Celtics, Nets are obviously winning the series. Nobody spikes there until they go to the finals. I don't think, I don't, unless, unless the Bucks thing gets weird and KD averages 48 or something. But he's been having a monster series right now. It hasn't affected prices. I don't think the Bucs series affects him. I think he needs to get to the finals. Um, top half of that bracket, Trey Young is a weird one. He has not moved at all against the Knicks. Do me another favor. Pull up Joel Embiid news. He left the game last night, and the Wizards ended up winning that game. He hurt his knee. Yeah, which I, I, I mean, I know Philly hates – everybody from Philly hates the show anyways. But that's what <laughs> happens every year. Like, he's so good. I don't question his talent. I question his durability. Same way with Chris Paul. I just expect every year he's going to get hurt in the playoffs. Is there anything definitive on Joel Embiid's? He's got an MRI today, um, right knee soreness. Nothing official as of yet. Looked weird when he came down. I actually thought he hurt his lower back, too. He got a like a bruised tailbone or something. He got whacked by Lopez. It wasn't even a foul. It was a clean block. But, you know, in that series, I don't think we see anything move a whole lot unless Washington. I don't think there's any way in the world they do it. But if you are just like this crazy Wizards fan, if they come back and win three in a row after last night, that would be weird. I mean, are Philly there many was a- crazy Wizards fans? Sure. I mean, I <laughs> Gandalf? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the Wizards won that series, there would be some serious movement with Westbrook and Beal, I would think. Okay. Because then it's up in the air. Uh, of those four teams, without a healthy Embiid, I think the Knicks obviously are gone. The Knicks are down 3-1, right, Ronick? Is that what the count is? Yes. Yes, it's definitely 3-1. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reiterating that, Michael. The Knicks are losing that series. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Trey Young's going to win the series. His pricing, I was on Card Ladder this morning. By the way, if you haven't signed up for Card Ladder, all lowercase, not, uh, that's not true. You just got to use nope. the link on our website. Link on the Sportscardsnonsense.com. You get 15% off. We like Card Ladder. I was using it today to pull up some SGC comps, which we'll talk about in a minute. We're going to do a little SGC talk today. Not a ton. That's going to be a big thing Thursday. Trey Young, I think, is still a solid buy if Embiid is out long-term. If Embiid is going to like miss the rest of the playoffs or something weird, I think the Hawks could win. They're going to beat the Knicks, and I think they could beat the Sixers or, or the Wizards without a healthy Embiid. And that's when all of a sudden that young dude 
makes a run to the Eastern Conference Finals, I would have to think his pricing moves. But his prism PSA 10s is still hovering just over 300. So okay, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I thought we'd have a lot more close series than we've had. Um, and I thought that the Bucks winning was weird. So that's it. That's enough basketball All right. talk. Way too talk. Long. Cut yeah. 30 minutes of that out. For <laughs> we'll do the exact same segment on Thursday. Don't you, you have something to talk about. You, you called me today. Said, hey, I've got some NFT top shot. Okay, I didn't call stuff. you. I texted you. You know that. Did you text me? Um, so just real quick, guys, I wanted to talk about the NFT market and how it relates to uh, MLB and their own, I guess, Top Shot. Because so let's clarify. So Tops came out with their NFTs, but that is not the same as MLB coming out with their NFT, of course. That's when um, we talked to Darren Ravel. That was a exactly. Tops NFT for baseball. Exactly. So that was Tops doing their own thing, and they're going to continue to do their own thing. However, now MLB has uh, partnered with, it's called Candy Digital. Um, It's from Fanatics, isn't it? So Fanatics um, founder, uh, what's his name? Michael Rubin. So he is, I guess, one of the people running this thing. Um, I don't know, Mike Novogratz. He's into crypto. I'm not sure. I'm not really familiar with him as much, but your boy, Gary V, is also one of the people backing this Mm. thing. Um, here's my thinking, guys, and I don't know what everybody else's uh, thoughts are on NFT right now. I'm not saying it's done. Um, I'm just saying at this point in time, NFT has taken a huge slump. Uh, I think it's going to need something big to bring it back. And I think I'm not getting out of my MLB or my tops digital. Um, it has, it looks like it's kind of stabilized somewhere around, you know, from a once high portfolio of $1,500 down to $450 Ooh. is where it's about right now. 65% uh, loss. Not terrible. Not too bad for me. Um, That's fair. I, I think that, <laughs> I think the NFTs, no matter who's back in the company, I think we just need either another market to get into it. Like say, you know, kids all of a sudden start jumping in or international market or something. But for the most part, I think that the winds have died down. For Are the, they releasing for this like Tops Digital where it's packs? This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so that, I don't know if it's PAX. This one is specifically going to, it looks like they're going to be more similar to moments. Okay, um, like the whereas, top, which, which yeah. you still bought in kind of a PAX setting, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, they were, and so I think these, case, I bet these will spike early. Well, they, I mean, all of it does. Yeah. Like, I think if the you packs, get in, right. if you get in and you can be one of the first people to actually get a pack and then resell, I would do it really quickly because I was thinking the same thing with the tops. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to buy into the tops digital. I'm going to wait a little bit and then I'll sell. But I waited too long. And obviously those prices dropped significantly. Um, that shouldn't stop you. No, I, I will also point out a little Top Shot update for all the, the guys still in on Top Shot and all the, the haters. I have a positive piece of news for Top Shot. I am finally able to withdraw my money. Is that is some of that Top money Shot. mine? Wasn't that donated by a listener? Where's my first cup? off? They donated it to the show. And I am not withdrawing that money. Oh, uh, OK. That, this is different just, money. This no no no. I'm saying I'm not withdrawing any of the money. It is all staying in there. All and I've said this many times. All I ever wanted was to be able to take the money out. Now it seems like they finally gotten whatever kinks worked out. If you haven't been able to withdraw your money, now there's like some kind of check that you can go ahead and submit some verification of identity. People still write checks. No no no. Like a a verification check and. Get some now old lady in the back just up. signing yeah. checks. Like, what has happened in 1968? I'm old. Um, yeah. So now Top Shot is letting you get your money out. Should have put your That's, mask on for that quote. <laughs> now we're <laughs> able to actually do that. So there's a little NFT update. Again, I'm not, and I hate to say it because I was one of the ones who thought it was going to be really big. I'm not saying it's dead. I just think it's really, if you're going to get in, now's the time. There you go. Buy low, sell high. It's. I don't know how much lower it'll get right now. Yeah, what's funny to me is it's low despite all the hype. So like the card market has started to dip and we've seen everybody pull away. Like we, I've talked about on the Facebook Live the other day. We, like, we don't have everybody reaching out to get on the show now. They're not everybody's launching like some new card thing, all these alternative investment type things. So the influencers have pulled away from the market and it's also just naturally dipped, right? What's I weird so, about yeah. the NFT market is they have not pulled away from that. Like there is still as much press and hype there. I think the market itself is telling you like, and I'm not saying it's dead. If it's like a unique creative piece, awesome. But this thing of just throwing out NFTs, I don't know. The the first one for MLB they're coming out with is like the luckiest man speech by Luke Gehrig. Like that's going to be the first moment or whatever they're going to oh, call relevant. it. It's relevant. Yeah, it's only 80 years old. Now. Yeah, Real, it, it is 80 years old. Um, it is. I think it's more interesting than a card, I guess, that like Tops was doing. But I mean, I don't know how interested I'm going to be in you know, getting that moment. Um, I will say this though. Gary V made a comment and I know you're going to appreciate it, but I actually, he's going to walk up to me was... at national and just punch me in the face. <laughs> and, and we, you have our approval, Gary, go, go right ahead. Give him that. Sock. Doesn't end well for him. Um, okay. up. Stop. I'm threatening. Guess. This wasn't a threat. All right. we had no, that was, I, was a compliment. 
Um, you think he'll come back comment. on the show? He said his hope is that Candy basically does to MLB like FIFA did to the soccer game or the soccer world. So FIFA came out with the video game and it kind of like accelerated the hype behind football here in America. They're hoping this does something for the baseball card industry or at least MLB in general, because MLB is just as we've talked about, they don't do much promotion. It's kind of like, you know, historically speaking, it's more of the boring of the three major sports. And they're hoping this kind of starts to hype that up a little bit. And so who knows? You need my quote again about golf and MLB? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You're not ready for it. No, no, (laughs) no. Even this is funny to me, though. So they're going to come up with this top shot moment, right? First release. Lou Gehrig. It's topical. I'm not saying it's uh, he's an all time great, like murderer's row, best team of all time. Yankee. He has a disease named after him. That's what you come up with, though. Like, why wouldn't this be like a if you're going to go for that market? Why wouldn't this be like a Jeter moment that people actually recognize? Okay, you're making a lot of really good points. That's fair. I don't make those often either. Like, no. I don't. I had the joke early, it's, which is you know. Well, and then I had that, this. That's it. To say this is the that's the first one they're doing. I think they're going to have a few different things coming out. So who knows? Maybe it'll be a lot, lot more relevant in the other moments. But um, but yeah. Oh hey, this day in history, Lou Gehrig started his 2000 game winning streak as of today's game in 1925. There there's, you go. There's first of all, no one's ever had a 2000 game not winning, winning not streak. Winning. T- t- 2130 consecutive games. Iron Man Sorry. started, right. He yeah. started that many and then of course that got passed by Cal Ripken Jr. Of course. Do you know gonna... that is a no? You ever heard of that? Yes, okay. Come on. I've okay. at least heard of Cal Ripken Jr. All right. Have you had you you've Football heard of Lou Gehrig too, right? Obviously. Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. God. Okay. okay, I forget I'm talking to educated Jesse now. <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying I knew that his name before I, knew about, I ever did right, this. We got to get serious. We had two cool endorsements. <laughs> we got to get serious. Let's start the podcast. Endorsement sponsorship deals on our other socials, which I think are pretty cool. When they happen over there, we talk about it on the podcast. SGC grading and yes. Whatnot, the app. Whatnot? Whatnot. So Whatnot is an app. It's free to download. It's like It's literally just like a 24-hour live stream. You can jump around from room to room. Uh, people sell singles. They sell wax. All that different stuff. They sell Dragon Ball Z cards. They do Pokemon I'm just saying sports sell, cards. It's everything. not just sports cards. Yeah, there's a ton of open rooms. Literally 24 hours a day. All payments are processed right through the site. Uh, I'm going to be live on there as soon as these guys respond to my email. Hey, whatnot? Two things. Well, <laughs> Don't one, one thing. I need to be approved to have a room so I can go in there and sell some stuff and yap with Jesse. When I do that, by the way, you're going to be with me. We're doing this live sure. together. Yeah. Um, I think it's a cool platform just because their kind of goal is, hey, let's take some attention away from eBay. It's live. And when you, if you win an item, like if someone does a live auction and you win an item, you have to pay. You experience yeah. this. You have to yeah, pay. It's me. A, there's it's no, a flat 350 charge. Yeah, there's um, no retracting bids or walking away. Um, they're also doing huge numbers. They had, and I told us when we sat down did our Zoom call with them. Uh, I was like, man, they approached us a few months ago about like getting involved with the show. I was like, this is I don't even I've never heard of you guys. There's a lot of banter about these guys now. They're doing they're actually doing some oh, huge numbers. So I was actually kind they of they got that fifty million in funding. There yeah, was a fifty million in funding, and they're about. just yeah. it's super active. So uh, I, we're gonna do a live over there at some point, kind of have some fun with that. The other one, we had a sit down with SGC, the grading company. We are going to be, that's going to be our grading guys going forward. PSA is still closed for at least another month. Uh, Nash Cards is back on with us as an SGC subgroup grader. 
Um, better pricing than the other. I, the YouTube guy had 29 bucks. Nash is 27, and he's hoping to be down to 25 in a couple of weeks. So hopefully that happens this week, actually. I, I Now, we're going to talk about this a lot more on Thursday, because as soon as I announce this in the Facebook group and all other Instagram, Twitter, all that, oh, SGC is terrible. Okay, couple things. First of all, first off, yeah, and I, and I told Peter the same thing, because we had also reached out to PSA. PSA was going to come on board, but wanted to be like exclusive. doesn't make any sense to me to be exclusive. I think... PSA is valuable and viable in, in a lot of areas still. I think SGC is viable in a lot of options. So I would never just say go with one and never go with the other. That's ridiculous to me, and I wasn't going to do it. So, uh, And I want to get Peter on the show. Peter's the president of SGC. I don't even know Peter's last name, actually. And you kept calling him Pete. I don't know how he feels about that. He R. likes Pete. No, he goes by Pete. Does he? I've, I'm, yeah. I've What's had his last name? Pete. You know? I don't want to talk about that because I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, I don't even know what it is. So Pete's going to come on the show. Name. Uh, we're not going to do the walkthrough like sports car investor did. He already did the whole thing where you walk through his, uh, he walks through the operation, sees everything. Um, they have been legit and recognized with vintage forever. And basically on Thursday, we're going to have a lot of just actual comparisons and price because there is this thought out there like, Hey, it sells for, it's not worth it. I'm just going to save for PSA. Here's the quick two minute segment I'm going to do on this. Then we're going to be done. Ooh. So Pete Steinberg, by the way, Stein, it, how could you yes. not pronounce that? Yeah, I don't, I thought it was a different John person. Steinbeck. Got it. <laughs> So right now, if you look in the Facebook group, we had at least 30 posts this week of guys getting getting cards back in hand in less than two weeks. Yep. Does SGC sell for the same as PSA? No. Newsflash, it doesn't. Everybody thought this was like some unbelievable unveiling statement when they commented, like, hey, I'm just going to wait for PSA. Numbers are a thing I'm interested in. I'm not very good at them, but I like numbers. You want to submit to PSA right now, First of all, you can't. They're not even going to be open until July 1st. And even then, I have no idea what's going to open up again. But for you guys who do, who buy and sell and flip and make money in this hobby, you cannot make money with PSA right now, unless it's super high end. And I stand by this, despite the fact that we've partnered up with SGC. If you pull a super high end card, I want to go PSA right now for 300 bucks. I don't fault you at all. Go nuts. If you want to PSA a card because it's going in your vault forever and you like the look of their holder better, fine. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying this, if the amount of people in this hobby who buy and sell and flip, which is the majority now, that's not even arguable, the amount of money you can make with SGC makes way more sense financially than any other play right now. For 30 bucks a card, or 27 if you use Chris, NashCards.com, you can make a bunch of money. PS, SGC 10s right now. So I just pulled up a couple. We're going to have way more because I don't want people making this claim, oh, you're pulling just one random thing. Literally, the only one I pulled up today because I wanted to see it was the Acuna uh, 2018 update. That PSA 10, by the way, at 170 bucks, straight cash homie. There you go. I don't have any other straight cash homie for the week. I'm not going to have Jesse say it this week. It's not the time. It's not the place. Well, it's not the, it's not the we're place. We're not in the right frame of mind, people. I think that's a great buy for 170 bucks. So, like, just to give you some idea of pricing, a BGS 9.5 of that card. This is according to Card Ladder. Use the link, Card Ladder. You can save money on our website, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm done with that. Plug. Anyways, I'm on Card Ladder right now. Card Ladder. <laughs> the 2018 Tops Update Ronald Acuna. Value right now is about 150 bucks. It's a little under that. $149.03 is the average of the past few sales. Okay. You cannot, it's not even worth it for you to send a BGS then, because it's going to cost you that much to get the stinking card graded with Beckett. Beckett, not even viable right now. The only reason I would use Beckett is if you have a thick patch auto, you're going to hold forever. Great. All right, but here's the real thing. So, the PSA 10 compared to the SGC 10. Now, there's also an SGC 10 gold label, but I would not recommend comping off that because that's like trying to comp off a black label. 
super hard to get, almost unattainable as it should be. If you get that, it's just house money anyways. But an SGC 10 compared to a PSA 10. Now, people want to tell me, well, this is way harder to get than a PSA 10. Not if you've looked at what the group sub guys are saying across the country right now. PSA has been brutal with numbers. We got a bunch of mailbag questions. Yeah, I, I, was gonna, I, was I don't gonna even need them. We're going to address okay. it right now because we got 80 questions about this. Okay. The number of PSA 9s compared to 10s right now is way higher. Guys who I've used for years are telling me they're getting crushed, getting like 20% on PSA 10s. Are they doing that to regulate pop count? I have no idea. I just know it's brutal. I think you have a better chance with the same card of getting an SGC 10 than a PSA 10. Not because SGC doesn't grade as difficult. I just think right now, for whatever reason, PSA is, I don't know, they are cracking down big time. So the update. Again, this is just one card. So yeah, you can call it an outlier, call it whatever you want. I do not care. We're going to have more examples. Right now, an update PSA 10 is doing about $177. That SGC update 10 is doing like 160 to 165. Last sale was 180, which is a little bit higher. But what Wait, I did the SGC is selling for more than the PSA? Right now. Now, that oh. is not to say that. I thought you were just going to do like, oh, it's really close type of no, thing. No, that is not to say across more. the board, you will see a PSA 10 still outsells an SGC 10. I'm not oh, okay. making that claim. But I also know the few cards we've been tracking. So we've had Indy on this. We had a couple guys email the show. I'll, I'll give their, them their proper shout outs because we got a nice email. We got a guy on Facebook who did some cards for us. The trend is SGC 10s are moving up. SGC 9.5s are very comparable in a lot of areas to a PSA 10, which I don't have any issue with either. If I'm submitting to SGC, I want to get an SGC 10, not a 9.5. Point being, if you're going to sub and get cards back in two weeks, you can sell those cards and go back and redo this whole process over the course of um, many more times than you could have yes. if you went with so PSA. So say best case scenario, PSA opens up bulk level service again at 25 bucks to 30 bucks a card on July 1st. So from today to when you get those cards back is going to be a minimum of 13 months. You cannot tell me in any scenario you're going to get bulk orders back in less than a year and it's not even going to be open for another month. 13 months at best. You know how many times I can buy and sell cards at SGC and flip them in 13 months? It just makes sense to me. Again, you pull a $5,000 Lamello and you want to go to PSA for the $300 level right now? No problem. But if you have nice vintage, ask vintage guys. They love SGC and they always have. That doesn't mean they don't like PSA. I like PSA as well. But... I just, I'm telling you, the ultra modern play, Sports Card Investor talked about it. You've seen, I've seen SGC advertising on their own. They're the only people in the space really making a push at it, which is cool. We're going to be talking about now, not because I'm getting paid, although it doesn't hurt, uh, but because <laughs> we talked to them. There's a reason we reached out to them. Yeah. I think it is the best play in the hobby right now for grading. And I think it's going to draw a lot of attention. As much as you're seeing their name out there now, and as much as we saw at the Wisconsin show, guys talked all about them at the Dallas, like there was a ton of slabs at the Dallas show. I think we're going to see their comps in general, though, just because that, that Acuna is an outlier. In general, and we'll get specific on Thursday's show, the numbers we saw were about 65 to 70%. A PSA 10 to an SGC 10. Mm -hmm. So you're leaving 30% off the table. Over the course of a year difference in return time, I just, there's a lot of stuff that makes sense to me. I research, I'm, I don't say blindly, I'm not telling you to just do it off of our you know, recommendation. Do your research. I'm just telling you they're trending up and I think there's a reason they are and I'm, I'm happy to see it. So you seem like you had something interesting no, to no, say. No, I was just going to say that was a very good, concise two minutes that you were going to spend Nine on. Nine minute, two minutes. Um, no, because we are going to talk more about it next on Thursday's episode. But I think bottom line is 
the amount of people that are now considering SGC as a viable source and that number seems to only be increasing. It seems to me that even if I wanted to get this graded and I didn't sell it right away and I say the guy's value dropped in a week or something, I think you're seeing SGC values in people's perception of the grader's respectability. It's only going to go up. I think uh, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, unless unless something changes and it would have to be major, I think they are the one that the rest of the industry is saying, you know, this is the next the next PSA or the next BGS or whatever okay, yeah. the case may be. To put in perspective, too, I think SGC is making a legitimate claim right now of being the number two. And that's what Peter told us. He's not saying, hey, this advertising, this push we're making is going to put us to PSA's level. But that number two spot is super valuable. And to me, that's where they're putting themselves. My last point about this would be, by the way, Steve on Facebook, Jesse, that's who I shared that Excel spreadsheet with. I shared it with you. We'll talk about that one Thursday. The last point I would make is times are uncertain right now. In a year from now, what does the card market look like? Everybody hates base and all this other stuff right now. In a year, do you have confidence that when your cards come back from PSA, they're going to be... Another reason to me, you just take that out of the equation. Get them back in a couple weeks. So more coming on Thursday, specific examples. I don't want you to think... I, I literally just put in the Acuna because I thought that was like the most generic card. Um, but we'll And we're going to use Starstock as well because there's an awesome comparison on Starstock of a lot of these cards also. So Starstock and Card Ladder. Card Ladder, the link's on our website. Starstock, just go sign up and put all lowercase, the word nonsense, you get 10 bucks for free. So just make 80,000 different accounts. Yep. 80,000 times 10 is a lot more. They encouraged 800,000, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's what, really that's good. what they want to see. All right, done. All right. Mailbag. No, new releases you wanted to talk about, right? I don't even want to talk about them now. I like Top's <laughs> Finest. They come out, so it comes out tomorrow. Uh, 2021 tops finest and absolute baseball. I think those are both tomorrow. They could be Friday. I didn't look that well. Uh, I like absolute from the standpoint that it's a cheaper product. It's Panini. So there's no licensing, no logo, but they actually have like a, a bunch of cool jumbo patches, really good checklist. You get a ton of hits, ton of autos, ton of numbered stuff for the price. I don't mind absolute. Uh, we're going to break some of that on geo breaks tomorrow. Eddie's going to be breaking some of those. Uh, I don't know if he's breaking. He's not breaking absolute. And you know okay. what? Come to think of it. I am off. There's oh. no way that go to go to the release calendar. Okay. Do you have that handy or no? I'm pulling. No, I don't have it ready, but I mean, there's no it. chance those. I'll get it. Hang on here. Breaking out the keyboard. All right, guys, it got serious. Mike actually uh, does not use a keyboard typically. He just, just clicks around. I use my ESP. <laughs> this is the oh, these come out Friday. Okay. We are off the rails. So tops finest <laughs> is Friday. I like finest. Finest usually grades out really well. The rookie class, you know, average. You got a couple of good names. And Absolute is also, so that's all on Friday, not tomorrow. I take okay. it back. I'll have some of both, actually. I had Eddie ship me cases of both, so I can actually do some ripping. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I like ripping. I have fun with it. By the way, we talked about Leaf Metal last week. We hit the 101 Trevor Lawrence auto out of Leaf Metal, which was pretty cool. Uh, Dang. Guy named Kenny um, C. I got to think that's a $1,000 plus card. What was the card you guys pulled last week? The Or Eddie oh, pulled last week? He pulled the one. Yeah, we posted this on our social out of Flawless. Eddie pulled the 101 booklet um, NFL logo patch auto of Joe Burrow. I, that's insane to me. I think that's going to be, I honestly think 25 to 35,000. It's insane. Justin B hit that. Bosak's a beast. That guy is that more great. Like, is that only valued once it's graded or? No, you sell it as is because you just with sell flawless, it comes in a, in a magnetic holder. It's sealed with flawless okay. seal. You sell it as is. That's okay. a monster card. 
stupid nice car <laughs> dude Eddie, so that's I, what you guys are going to be pulling this week that sounds good. yeah even out of the There's baseball be we're pulling joe burrow patch yeah. autos. <laughs> all right uh that's it for that i don't have anything else to say Go to Facebook. There's a couple things I just want to hit on. I sent you random pictures. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, you sent me a lot. So this is a show prep. I just sent a bunch of random pictures. Where do you want to start? The first or the oh the eBay thing? Yes, eBay bid being. I guess did you read that? Yeah. So I don't. I thought they were already doing this. Maybe so. If you want to talked about it, if you want to retract your bid, the seller has to approve it. Is that basically? Yeah. Okay, yeah, but you then can't if, retract your bid. But here's my problem bid. with that: if a, if a guy's going to be a donkey enough to retract a bid, nobody's going to do it if he He's wins not gonna it. Pay. She's not going to yeah. pay. I don't yeah. know that that does anything. I want to see eBay follow this up with: if you have two unpaid things in a month, like unpaid strikes, you're gone. Well, Just because all it said was like off. there's there's there can be negative consequences if you regularly miss. How you can't leave negative feedback? Oh. Here, eBay, here's some negative feedback for that clown show of a company. You can't leave negative no, feedback please. on a buyer anyways. Pull and I back. can't get anybody at the company to respond to anyone here. <laughs> oh, you know, maybe we could send you a, you know, if you want to check our latest press releases. No, I'd like to speak to a human. Come on the show and tell us why you're so terrible in this space. Stop. Clowns. Please don't. Oh, no, gosh. they are brutal. Absolutely. No. You're lucky I was that easy on them. They they're, are brutal. They're doing a great job. They're not doing a great job. I hope every other selling platform takes off. Pull anyway. back on the reins. Next one. The Kyrie um, thing was weird. Did you see this Kyrie okay. story? I keep seeing all of this stuff like happening with fans in the audiences like attacking or so doing the Westbrook something. thing was Westbrook was just leaving. This was game two. Ronick, he might know. Was it game two when Westbrook was leaving? The guy just dumped popcorn on his head. Oh yeah, Ronick might have checked was, out by this. It was point. either two or three. Roof. Guy just um, like dump up. I mean, I no, saw that. That guy got a lifetime banned from the arena, but still, from the NBA too. I think he got banned from the NBA in general, which I hope oh, he does. Really? ridiculous westbrook yeah. did nothing right yes now of course here comes my bias boston i know i know i can't so I, when I, I heard the Kyrie the fact thing that you're doing this for a boston fan so when ahead. i heard the Kyrie thing i was like this is a joke now he's getting charged with assault and battery with a well, deadly tell him weapon what happened. Well, yeah so as Kyrie was leaving the arena after game four a guy threw a water bottle didn't hit him threw the water bottle he's get now if this happens throw him in jail for the weekend right no problem you know, publicly shame the guy. He should ban be banned. Ban him from the game, yeah. Oh, banned from an NBA and, and, and sports in general. I would love to see every sport say you can never come to a sporting event. I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, here's the, other, the, here, here is the, the two things, though, and not, none of this justifies what he did. You throw a bottle, you're a donkey. Yep. Um, getting charged with assault and battery with a deadly weapon. So my question is this. So now when, when guys in a game, if there's a fight in the game and somebody throws a fist, does that mean they're getting charged like an athlete's going to get charged in the heat of the moment, heat of the game? And the only reason I th- now obviously it's a little different, but here's sure. the here's the thing that was not reported originally. And that I water some, could have been in ice form. It could have been hard fair. as a rock. Was it Mike. Dasani, Aquafina? <laughs> it depends on the brand. We need to know. The reason, though, I am not shocked this happened, and this didn't get reported as much. He went out and stomped all over the logo as he was leaving. At least that's what I read. He went out and stomped on the Celtics logo. Oh, I did hear that. So, does yeah. not justify a water bottle being thrown. But yeah. if you do something dumb like that, you can expect something's going to happen. It just it doesn't well, justify. Especially it. in Boston, those yeah, guys. It's, they've got Boston, the fiery New York, passion. L.A. If you've got a like <laughs> like this year when the when the Ravens stomped all over the Titans uh, emblem at, when they won the playoff oh, game, yeah, there was a yeah. scrum at the end of the game. Yeah, you did something. I mean, you shouldn't have done it. Does not justify it, but I do think it's funny. And charging this guy with assault, I mean, with a deadly weapon, 
I would like to know that case gets thrown out. How do still? Although I I say that, I actually I'm glad he's got to miss a day of work and get a rain and get taken in. Good. There you go. Don't throw water balls. But Kyrie, don't don't stomp all over the logo as you're leaving the arena either. Then, if you don't do that, this probably doesn't happen. You know what? That was a very two sided, well done argument, Mike. Eh. You weren't biased at all. I can just imagine this kid too. I I, I saw the guys he was leaving. He's like all smiles. He's wearing a Bill Russell jersey first of all, which I like. You know him. You know this guy. Yeah, I threw the water bottle. What other guy? Yeah, I didn't even hit him. He stomped on the logo. You dance on the leprechaun. I throw water. Like this kid is the most happy he's ever been in his life. Did your Boston accent just turn into like a? This is the proudest this kid has ever been in his life. I'm telling you that right now. Okay, we're done. Next pick. I don't. What else did I say? We already talked about Embiid. Um, The next one was weird, man. So what was the deal with the Wayne Gretzky photo you sent me? Sold for three million dollars. PSA ten. Yeah, but I thought we talked about that. All right, next picture. I don't know. Yeah, all right, there we go. <laughs> all right. Hey, I say, um, so two other things from another uh, company we work with. PCSportsCards.com. Make sure you check them out. They do grading. They do consignment is their big thing, though. They just, this sale made me, like, want to punch myself in the face. Okay. So first year Prism, 2012 Prism. PSA 9, not even Gem Mint, gold, sold for $5,277. Was it, was it Michael Jordan? Was it LeBron? Maybe Kobe. No, I know all of them. It was Sean Kemp. I have a theory. It's because Dennis Rodman is also in the photo. And that's why that that card value. You think the worm is the reason that this. (laughs) Okay. And it it got paid for. I talked to Josh this morning. Got paid for record price. What do people know that we don't know? Because they're spending that kind of money. I don't know. But now here's what was funny. It was a record price realized. I, I should ask Josh, what's the record price here? I don't know what that means for a Sean Kemp that, card. I think I think it just means like for that specific card, a PSA 9 of Sean Kemp going for $5,277. That's insane. That 2012 Prism set is nuts. Unbelievable rookie class. It's ridiculous. Speaking of PC sports cards, so they are doing their sale. They're doing their big end of the month sale. Uh, it starts June 14th and ends the 24th through the 27th. They're doing like their high-end, big-time auction. They've got some monster pieces there. So they're going to be promoting that event. Um, they've got a Red Otani up right now. They've got some monster pieces up there now. But they're doing that big thing. So if you want to consign, actually look Get at the rates today. In. By the way, a lot of guys are getting hit with like 17% uh, fees on eBay now, 15 to 17%, and then they're having to pay sales tax. Just consign your cards. Wait, 17% in fees yeah, on eBay? depending on your rating now. And if you promote your listing or not, it's higher fees. What? This is why I do not sell on eBay myself. I just pay these guys to do it. I think a hundred dollar card or over, it, it's like a fifteen percent fee, or a fourteen percent fee. Take it. Now, yeah. some people would say, "Well, I only pay thirteen percent." I got news for you: for one percent, and I don't have to ship my own cards or list them, and I probably get more views with PC. I'm out. Have fun. I'll list the. Card. I think that's the big thing: is like people actually trust and they know, like, oh, I'm going to go to this place specifically to look for cards rather than just search like randomly. So, all right, is it time? Has it been forty five minutes? Ronick, you were supposed to let us know. Ronick, he, he didn't even answer the wizard pop, yeah, popcorn thing. He's done. He set an alarm clock to wake up in an hour. All right, go ahead. What is a mailbag? Mailbag. Let's do a first bunch. question. Yeah, let's just hit, let's hit them hard. Um, our old friend EJ Sports Cards. Who? This, okay, EJ uh, Sports Cards is a father and son team. They're very nice guys. He messages me a lot. Oh yeah, I just want to say I don't need yeah. the forty-five second build-up to every question. I just, just okay. want to say I just oh, want to say he messages me a lot. Very just nice, encouraging things. Very cool guy. All I right. would encourage you to read quicker. Get to the question. You know what? When you're on your little rants, I'm not over there saying get on with it. 
So still haven't I, got to that question. <laughs> <laughs> we get that we get that question sooner. Hey, the boys went swimming. I forgot my puppy oh, update. My oh, dogs boy. went swimming for the first time this week. Oh really? They How did they okay. do? Give him a little nudge. Yeah. I say He's, that Brady fell in. in. Brady jumped into a pool last year. He was okay, but he was little. Okay. Brady can swim. Griffey didn't know what to do. That's it. Puppy talk. I'm going to the park after we finish recording this. So let's go. Okay. Uh, bag. Batters are striking out more. Lots of no hitters so far this season. Does this put a premium on pitchers? No. Next. No, really? <laughs> no. Even with even all these no hitters? Even Jacob DeGrom's ERA is like negative right now. No. I mean, okay. on their select big rookie stuff, maybe. But aside from that, people hate pitchers. It's, it, that market hasn't changed yet, sadly. Okay. Um, Thanks, EJ. I actually, I was hoping that was a that was going to be something interesting, but uh, apparently, maybe it's I'm still missing nothing. a bunch of data, but I don't think it's the case yet. Okay. Um, there's a lot of SGC questions in here. Actually, That's why we talked about. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Besides cards getting cheaper, is there a reason why true collectors who only buy what they plan to keep should care about the downward trend or crash in the market? No, I don't think there's. A crash First of all, I don't think the market's trend. crashing. Second of all, if you're keeping your cards anyways, long term. And you're probably yeah. out buying right now like I've been doing. I bought more PC cards in the last month than ever in my life. No, it doesn't affect you. You're not selling. What does it matter? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Why, with prices being lower. Uh, you know what? I haven't been given names. Guys, I feel sorry. Justin Durant from the Facebook. With prices being lower overall now than they were a few months ago, do you think wax will follow at all? Or is it just going to remain normal for sealed product to stay so high? I think basketball wax we've seen come out at a at a cheaper price. I think that's going to continue because we're heading into the offseason for most, for the rookies at least. So yeah, I don't think basketball is going to come out as strong. Baseball's come out pretty strong across the board this year. You know, I mean, Absolute's going to come out and be relatively cheap and stay that way. Absolute's not going to take off. But like Top's Finest, I think Finest is going to come out fairly expensive and stay. And football wax... You're just not going to touch it. I mean, football wax is going to be expensive. It's an unbelievable quarterback-heavy, top-loaded prospect class. Football wax is going to be insane. And the single side of football, though, justify that. Okay, I think that's a fair point. Um, I would like to ask a question now that I think we've answered before. And is this I feel your question? Bad. Is it just no, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. This is a legit question, but it seems so familiar to me, but I don't remember the answer. So we're going to ask Daniel Bellevue's question. Are championship years a good investment other than players' rookie cards? It can be. Um, specifically, yeah, like Brady is a good yeah, example. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Kind of a perfect storm. First year, championship, sure. We saw this for years with Vintage. The Maris card, the year he hit uh, 60, 61 home runs, spike in his cards. If there's a big significant event, I think long-term, it tends to hold a little bit of value there. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. So I have a card that I'm considering for grading that isn't showing up on pop reports for any major card grading company. Would no pop make you more or less likely to send it in? That's from Dave Greger from Facebook. How is there no pop if you own the card? There's at least a population of one, right? No, no, no. Well, no, no. He's saying like if there's no pop, it just means it hasn't been graded. Because oh, pop it's only not... goes by grading. Oh, I thought he said it was graded. Um, I mean, it means it's obviously a scarce card or it's a piece of crap card. And that's why nobody's created it. It's like a 50 cent card. If it's a nice card, which I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is. I mean, yeah, it means nobody has. It's, it's rare. I love rarity in, in cards. Absolutely. Except, I mean, yeah, but like what if it's garbage? Like what if you, I mean, there's got to be some rules to that. Like 
if it's oh, some guys like just middle of nowhere. Like card, if like, it's some backup second, you know, some yeah, single a, a rookie. second baseman base card that never did anything. Well, the yeah. reason he's not great, it's never been worth it. Dylan Brooks has a crazy low pop count because he's never been relevant until the playoffs this year. But if this was like a patch auto or an, or a, just a card of a significant player, even a base card, if this was like a LeBron James anything, base card, whatever, and there was like a no pop, it would tell me it's probably because it's an SP of some kind, a short print of some kind. I would also uh, point out, just maybe double check that there is no pop because as someone who's looked up a lot of pop counts yeah. as of uh, the recent I would also months, check eBay for the card. Yeah, like sometimes latest, I miss it. Yeah. So, yep. Um. All right. Jacob Schneider. Um, I love baseball. Do you see a resale value in the Tops Project 70? Uh, basically, he thought that it would be going up, but right now on eBay, it's selling for about what they were selling from Tops. Seems like the only ones that sell really well are the numbered ones. Like the base, I don't think are going to ever take off. I think the numbered stuff does pretty well. You need some kind of scarcity of it. Blake Jameson would know that, our buddy the artist. Oh, Blake. Blake, I hope you're listening. Let us know if you I like did. Blake. He's been good to us. Oh, yeah. Next. Um, Harris Decker. What effect, if any, do you think a weak MLB rookie class is having on the market? Robert. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Robert Lewis. And to a lesser extent, Bo and Lux drove the 2020. Oh, market. last year. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure who you're chasing for rookies in this year's product. I haven't paid as much. I'm just starting to see products come up with actual rookies and not be real prospect heavy. So in terms of big name rookies, that's a good question. That is an interesting question. I mean, like so it's something I, we're going to do more research on or? Well, yeah, we will for sure. I mean, here's that could here's what could totally change that by the end of the year. And this isn't a direct answer because I'm not super well read up on, on rookies right now. Like I should be. I'm just blanking. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, like Nick Madrigal is a rookie in a lot of stuff. Not a ton of hype. Joe Adele, I think, was a rookie in a lot of stuff last year. So not a ton of hype there, although he's crushing the ball. But one thing that's going to change at the end of the year, Kalenic is going to start being a rookie in some of these products, I would think, toward the end of the season because he got called up early. Uh, if Wander gets called up in the next couple of weeks, does his stuff all of a sudden become rookie in a lot of these products? It could change. As of right now, though, the fact that no rookies are just jumping off the page at me like I said, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but it's not nearly as strong as last year. I guess it's having an effect a little bit, but the baseball market's pretty strong overall, so it's not having like this tremendous effect. So, you know, it's, his, his is a reasonable take, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe not as great. Um, Jimmy Maharis. And this is a kind of like a... Uh, I like this question, but it's kind of um, conspiracy theory-ish. Do you think influencers are letting the market tank so that they can buy more at cheap prices so they can dump the market again and cash out again? No, I think influencers are just lazy and opportunistic for the most part. They see a market taken off, so all of a sudden everybody was a card guy, right? Like everybody came out of the woodwork. We're collecting cards. It's going to be on my vlog. And this, yep. I think now that not everything just doubles overnight, because the market's in a dip, we don't see them because they don't have any real knowledge of what's going on for the most part. There are some. That's a good point. Th there are some that do. Like Gary Vee, I like to make fun of at this point. Gary Vee is obviously knowledgeable about the card market. You know, the fact that he's not yes. talking about it right now is, is, is weird to me, though. But he has knowledge in the field. But there are a lot of other guys who came out and had this big following and we saw the name on headlines. You know why they're not? Because they don't want to be proved wrong. They don't want to say, hey, buy this or this is great. And they look at the trend in the market. It's trending down and they get nervous. They don't know what to do, so they don't say anything. Yeah, I think that's the majority of them. That's typically you know? what I do. That's why I don't talk whenever we have a guest on. I well, just like, let you guys talk. Yeah, like for me though, I you know I would rather 
I don't know. That's why we do what we do. I still, th there are still pockets to be made in this in this market right now, despite things being in a dip. You just have to do a little bit more research and actually have an idea of what's going on and what could take place. But you can't just walk into the space now and buy 10 cards and all 10 go up. I would say bottom line, listen to people that historically you've trusted and seem to know what they're talking about. To that point, and I kind of wanted to mention this earlier, oh. but I said too many nice things about Gary B. I didn't know how you were going to react. I was but nice. the thing is, Gary has often been right in a lot of his calls. And the fact that he's still been pushing NFTs despite what we've seen in the market still makes me wonder if there's still a world for NFTs. So I just want to say that. I'm just going to go Maybe. on record. I'm not going to say no. He's obviously a very intelligent guy. He's been right a lot. All right. Next question. Yeah. Um, Alex Trutman, back to the jaw questions. Will you be buying Jaw Morant in the offseason? If so, when should I look to buy this offseason? In the next two or three months, I will look to buy. I will not just buy, like, I just bought obscene amount of base PSA 10s across the board. Prism and a bunch of other brands, like hundreds. It was ridiculous this year um, because the base was the hot play. In the offseason, if his prices come down, I will buy, but I will be buying short print, hard to find, low numbered stuff. When? A lot of it depends. I'm not in a rush to do it. They're gonna, it's going to be a long offseason. I don't think you rush to do it. I want to see what the market does. Once I see things start to kind of settle across the card plane, though, then I'll start to look at, hey, what can I buy a gold prism or a blue, whatever, numbered stuff and and more exclusive than just straight base. Although I, would, I won't shy away from base either. If base really starts to tank in the offseason and they drop below 200 bucks, I'd buy those again in a heartbeat. So you're not dead on. I'm not, you're not actively out. looking, though, like right now. But you're I, not completely out. The, right, just once the time now. comes... Yeah, what's some numbered stuff, some low-numbered patch autos. Okay, I'll take a shot again. I've been buying okay. Tua's up, though. Tua, again, I finally landed some nice Tua's. I landed a gold standard triple patch auto to 25 and a National Treasures jumbo booklet patch auto. I paid like, uh, what did I pay? Eight ninety for both. I'm telling you, I'm all in. I got a couple thousand. 890000 Yes, yeah, yep. Because you have to clarify, when you say numbers, you don't know for sorry, sure, $890. <laughs> I've probably got... Honestly, maybe five thousand total in Tua. I can't because I can't find him for the pricing I want to find him in. But I still think he's a great buy. Which would mean that people are buying him because his price is up more than you'd like it to be. Zippity doo zippity day. I don't like this next question. Oh, read it. That means I'm going to. No, I don't like it because I'm just now seeing it. I think I skipped over it. Read it, John C. Loriati. It's the guy who took a shot at you. <laughs> I saw Jesse, this one. AKA Kramer. <laughs> I thought it was Jerry. Should I, I buy Bitcoin today? Wait a Whatever minute. Whatever your answer is, I will go opposite. I think Thank he means you. I think he means Jim Kramer, not because oh. Kramer was Simmons in the show. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes a little bit more sense. We're not talking okay. about it. Although, what is this? Um, yeah, I, we haven't done a. Uh, I like this. Update. Thank you. Now I will sit down. John's good um, actually, crypto's down. It's under twenty six again. It hit hit twenty eight yesterday. Ethereum. Yeah. That's the other thing, guys. If you're gonna make fun of us, it has to be about Ethereum. We don't buy Bitcoin. I've we never don't buy owned Bitcoin, Bitcoin actually. And again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I pushed Doge. I did not push Bitcoin. Or, I am. I'm sorry. I'm getting worked up. I'm getting I am worked up. Ham in Ethereum still. <laughs> I am too. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying I didn't push it. All right, John. And uh, so that being said, to answer your question, I would not buy Bitcoin right now. I would wait because I think it's going to. I saw I, I saw this. There's an interesting investment strategy that big hedge funds use that uh, ultimately we're seeing play out as we speak. And what that means is if it continues in this pattern, you're going to see it dip even more before it starts going back up. But the good news is it would go back up. So that being said, 
Do, you know, go your opposite. Go yeah, buy in now. Do whatever you want to do, John. <laughs> Weiss just sent me this picture. It's a John Stockton quote. I remember as a rookie, Larry Bird walked by our bench and said, I feel like 43 tonight. Then he came out, scored 43 by the third quarter and checked himself out. That's Larry Legend for you. There you go. Who sent you that? Jeff Weiss. Oh, God. <laughs> I made my day. Anything Larry, because I'm just yeah. a biased you guys know, fan. If you guys want a shout out on the show, just send Larry, just send Mike Larry quotes. Um, all right. You know Barry what? One Kramer. other quick note. I want I need to buy some in the new house. I'm gonna have a lot more wall space. I want a nice framed, like a real nice photo that's autographed by Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Has yep. your wife agreed to this yet? Yeah. Does she know that you're going to be hanging this up? In my, I have my space there. I also would like like a 90s all-star autographed picture. Okay. There you go. So. I want to buy some nice right, memorabilia for the wall. I've got this stuff for the office, but I'm going to have some play space downstairs I'm excited about. Go ahead. All right. Before before we run out of time here, I'm going to jump over to the Geo Breaks Q&A section. Hey, and see. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, how would you describe the current baseball market from Joel Brand? Oh, yeah, Joel. So, so I like over, your comment, though. You just said ticklish. ticklish. <laughs> What's the opposite of trickle? <laughs> Tickle. Um, Tickle. I like Joel. He's a good guy. Uh, overall, it's strong. We're still seeing super big spikes in prospects when there's big news, which is cool. Um, you don't, you've seen big stars, though, definitely slip in price some, which I think is a good buying opportunity. Akuna, Tatis, Soto. You know, judges sold really well, though, this year. Um, Trout's also out. So, I mean, there's a, there's a decent buying opportunity with Trout right now because his prices have come down some, which I didn't think would happen. Overall, though, baseball's still a pretty strong market. And we have that's one thing we have seen in the past. You know, ebbs and flows along over the course of the season because baseball's so long, the season. So this doesn't actually scare me. I think baseball's a very safe investment still. Overall, B+. Plus. Oh, B plus is how you'd okay. B plus that's plus. good. That's what B I plus. I made B. I made a lot of B's. Brag about um, it. I didn't go to college. <laughs> I didn't say college. Okay, take Yehud, a Yehuda Rosenblatt. With the market dip and buyers becoming hey, you know smarter, what's funny? I talked to this guy quite a bit online. I have no idea how you pronounce his first name. That I have to be Rosenblatt's right. a good guy. I just call him Y because I don't have any why? idea how to. So <laughs> why? He's a heck of a um, guy. Next. All yeah. right. Mr. Rosenblatt. There you go. Uh, with why? the market dip. And buyers becoming smarter, maybe less reactive. Would you sell a guy like Booker now with series tied or expect his stuff to rise sometime next year purely based on the market moving back up a bit? No, because I think the market will move up a bit. So yes and no. I would sell his base stuff. Almost anything with a high pop, even though I think pop counts are overrated, anything like base mass-produced stuff that has like a pretty high pop, I would sell right now. His prices actually did move up a little bit during the playoffs compared to where they were a month ago when everything was really in a gully. If you have like low numbered stuff though for him, like really nice patch autos, I think the Suns are going to be a pretty relevant team out West. I wouldn't mind holding that unless something crazy happened. If they go on a finals run, I'm selling everything I got of the guy. But if they were to lose like in seven to the Lakers, I would have wanted to have sold all my stuff here and hold the big stuff until next season. Okay. All right, one more. All right, last one. Thomas Wolf, congrats on your 8,000 members. By the good way, work. he actually had a good question somewhere, too. So Thomas Wolf runs group, helps run Group Break Checklist, which is a site I use. Every new product that comes out is a little plug for them, by the way. Yeah, they no. break down What's each happening? team, players available, what hits you can get for that team. He had asked something, though, about wax. Yes. 
Do you have he that did. question? That was actually a good question. I, I do look at some of these. I should look more. Uh, the His name only is question Jimmy that too. I see, it's not Thomas Wolf. I think it's Jay Thomas Wolf. I, I'm pretty sure his okay. first name is Jimmy. I've met him. Uh, I don't know if I've met him actually. But All right, Jim way, John. Jimmy Johns. He makes subs and checklists. Great so there guy. is some there is some wax in here. It's a very long question. Though. Is it his? So, yeah. So will pre-sale bucks pricing ever come back down to normal, or are those days gone? Yeah, yeah, no, not and not. And wax has been the most stable investment over this market this whole time. It's the only thing that has not had big dips. Um, so no, I don't think. I mean, basketball's a little soft right now, but compared to pre-sale pricing, it's astronomically profitable. Um, the part about that question, he talked about distributors. Distributors are not to blame for pricing. A hot market is. Like that's just as simple as that. People want to point at distributors, breakers, blowout. If people stop buying this stuff, by and large, for high prices, then people would lower their pricing. The reason we don't have to lower our prices is because it is selling for that. That's just the market value right now. I don't think that changes anytime soon. It would take something very significant for that to happen. Okay. There you go. We're done. Thank you very much. Yeah, he, that's a good question. That was a, I, I liked his take. And yeah, we just had 8,000 members in like three months on Facebook. That was kind of cool. Sports Cards Nonsense. Make sure you check out the Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Facebook group, sportscardsnonsense.com too. We have all of our sponsors, all our guys on there. Links to all their websites under card services. Make sure you check that stuff out. Anything else I'm missing? Uh, breakers are also listed on there. Well, Let's Eddie, check yeah, it Geo out. Breaks. Eddie Mancini, he's a good there dude. You go. He's going to be he's breaking today in the group on Facebook. He'll be, he breaks every day of the week. I plug in once every two weeks for him to give him a day off. So. Guys, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to Pod, uh, Spotify. Just give them subscribe all of your to the money show on Spotify and just do all the things. Yep. I'm just trying to make up for last week. <laughs> there you go. I didn't even know XM was still a thing. I just thought of radio. Why'd you have to bring it back up? We're done. You said it first. All right. Goodbye. See you Thursday. Bye, guys.